Hi, my name is Mike, and I want to welcome you to Living Life. And I pray that your spiritual life will be a priority as you walk this faith uh, with God uh, in this lifetime. You know, I really enjoy um, holiday gatherings, especially when it comes to like New Year's or Thanksgiving or Christmas, especially when you walk into a house that's hosting and has all this great food that's being prepared. And one of the things that I look forward to are three things, is that the food it has to look good, uh, has to be presentable, and usually they will add little things or, and straighten things up so it looks great and it looks appealing and appetizing. Uh, it also has to taste good so that when you eat it, uh, you know that your mouth is savoring all the flavor and you know that all the best ingredients are put into this dish. Um, but most of all, it also has to smell good. You know, once you enter into it, you are immediately attracted to that smell and you know um, automatically what food is being prepared just by smelling it uh, through the kitchen. And with that, um, have you ever wondered what does the gospel smell like? And today we're going to be looking at John chapter 12. And in this scenario, it's going to describe for us the gospel and we'll see what it smells like based on what is being written in the book of John. John chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Issachariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on the account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. Uh, you know, this is one of my favorite passages as we look at chapter 12 in the Gospel of John. And we see here that the author notices the 
cost and the amount of this perfume or nard. And he says that it was worth a year's wages. Now, that's a lot of money if you think about it, you know, depending, depending on what your salary looks like or on average, you know, in the States, uh, one year's worth of wages would run roughly between fifty to $60,000. Uh, imagine all that bottled up inside this pint in this bottle uh, right before you. And that is what uh, Mary was carrying and what she was being, what she was using to anoint Jesus in this scenario here. And uh, perfumes during that day uh, were often used, not like today, uh, they were often used for funerals. And because of the smell of decaying flesh, they would put that on the body so that you, it would cover over the smell and the odor of rotting flesh. And it wasn't appropriate to pour too much uh, you only put just enough just to cover the smell and to save the rest for whatever occasions uh, may come in the future. And this was Mary's way of showing her love to Jesus by taking this expensive perfume and pouring it all on Jesus. Now, it doesn't say that she poured just a little bit because that would have sufficed. That would have been enough for this occasion. But if you look in the book of Mark, uh, what's interesting is that this story is shared in all the Gospels. They all saw the importance of it and they all wrote it down and they shared this with their audience. And the author Mark says that she broke the flask, uh, meaning that there was no way that she was going to save any of this. She wanted to make sure that it was poured and that all of it was used for Jesus. She could have simply unscrewed the top and poured just a little bit and saved the rest for later. You know, it's kind of like if you've taken a raw egg and you dropped it on the ground and it smashed the pieces, you wouldn't try to put the pieces together and to put the yolk back into the egg. Uh, this is what this action that Mary did and the significance of it. Uh, now, if you've ever been around someone who you know, puts on too much perfume or cologne, you know that wherever they go, the smell goes with them. And I'm sure that the same goes for Jesus because the entire bottle was used on his body. Um, wherever he went, I'm sure that smell was with him uh, wherever he went. Uh, and we see the cost of the love that Mary had for Jesus. Uh, but we also see that her love for Jesus was very humble. Now, when she washes the feet of Jesus, uh, we see that Mary let down her hair. Now, in that custom, in that day and age, it wasn't uh, normal for women to lay, let down their hair. Uh, only prostitutes would be people because they were considered women with loose morals and they would let down their hair. So for Mary to do this act by putting down her hair and using that to wipe the feet of Jesus uh, was a very humble act for her to do. She didn't care about the people that were around her. She didn't care what they were saying, what they thought of her, or if they looked down on her. Uh, her pride was not an issue. All her focus was on was on Jesus. Now, have you ever seen you know, a CEO of a large company 
or you know, the principal of a school going around um, washing the toilets of the bathroom or picking up garbage. You don't see that happen, but we see that Jesus, he was a humble man, a humble servant, and did things like this. And we see that this sets up for the next chapter where Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. And the very act that Mary was doing for Jesus would be the very act that he would do for his disciples. And if you recall, uh, Peter's reaction when Jesus went up to him to wash his feet, Peter says, no, 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 this is something that I should be doing for you because you are my teacher and I am your disciple. And this, you can tell what Mary was doing uh, was very humble. And the reason why uh, John focuses on this is that he wants us to remember um, how humbling this is for people. Do we have a devotion to Jesus that is as humble as Mary? And you know, when I think of humble people, uh, I think of my father-in-law. He's a very humble man, and he's a person who washes the dishes, not only at home, but at church. Uh, He cleans up the garbage. He helps the elderly. And I see the way he gives himself and helps others and puts others above himself shows what a humble man he is. And, but we also see that um, we should have a love and devotion to Jesus that seizes the opportunity. And we see that Mary didn't know the timeline of Jesus and his death, but she saw this as an opportunity to love and to show her devotion to him. And so let's also take that time, wherever it might be, either today, tomorrow, let's use our time wisely in showing our love and appreciation for Jesus, for what he has done for us. You know, this chapter is very special and meaningful. Uh, If you know anything about the background of Mary, is that she was once possessed by seven demons. And Jesus was the one that cast those demons out of her. And out of that, she was so thankful that Jesus rescued her uh, from the depths of hell, from the sin that she was in, and that she was given a second chance. And I think all of us were once sinners. You know, we're all sinners, but Jesus saved each and every one of us out of his love, even though we did not deserve it. And out of that, uh, can we respond like Mary did by showing our love, our devotion to him for what he has done because he deserves it, because he did everything for us. Can we not give our everything to him? Let us pray for that. Uh, Father, we thank you that you can turn uh, our tests into testimonies. And uh, we pray that we thank you, Lord, for the victory that you've given us through Jesus. And we want to take every opportunity, every moment, every second of the day to honor and to bless Jesus and to show our love for him uh, by doing to others, by helping others uh, find out who Jesus really is. And we pray that that gospel would be uh, our fragrance to this world. Thank you, God, for this example, and may that be uh, upon our lives uh, always. We love you, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 이 프로그램은 시청자 여러분의 소중한 후원으로 제작됩니다. 
Sing your song, let your heart go and step in closer. Sing your song. 